All right, folks, another Thursday, another lovely Thursday. We got some stuff to talk about in the wrestling community. It's another episode of the Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast. Tony Khan made a huge announcement last night about the purchase of ROH. But is it a big deal? We'll be talking about that as well as the, shall we say, historic interview of today of Pat McAfee getting Vince McMahon in, in, in the studio after 15 long years of not having a live interview. That and a lot more. So let's jump into tonight's episode right now. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of the Big Oba Wrestling Podcast. Your host here, Nigeria, alongside of Will Jamal and Damian Salty G. Gentlemen, how you doing today? Eh, not bad. It's a whole new world, apparently. <laughs> uh, it was 73 degrees in Texas today. I don't understand it. Is it was like literally good- 35 last week. Oh, well, there's, there's Hashtag that. Hashtag global warming. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, we got a busy week. Uh, obviously, we still got our, our due diligence to get out our weekly podcast, but we're, we're in the air tomorrow because uh, we're getting down to Orlando for AEW's pay per view and revolution, which we'll talk a little bit about that later on. But expect to uh, get some live coverage. Uh, we'll be uh, down there as press, so you know, we'll have some photography action we'll have some uh scrum coverage and all that so stay tuned for that good uh, but like it's but like i said we, we're gonna talk about always but i wanted to start the show off by something that i thought was super intriguing and this comes from our good folks at the mac mania podcast at it's mac mania and they brought this poll question of the week and i said oh that's actually a very interesting question and our brothers over there said poll question of the week that's fantasy book AEW trading cody rose to wwe for keith lee saint shane strickland and master buddy murphy who wins the trade here AEW or wwe so y'all heard the question we'll quickly answer this and then we'll um Get to our top for tonight, and we'll start with you. Who wins this trade, WWE or AEW? Oh, that's a tough one because there's so many variables here. Off the top of my head, I would say, assuming Cody shows up in WWE, I would say they probably do in the end because whether Shane pans out, whether Keith Lee pans out, whether Buddy Murphy ends up being more than Kenny Omega Jr. or anything <laughs> of that nature. I don't know, but Cody is already a certified star. 
We know this. That is just how it is. He's already got his TV shows in his hands and all things he's in. Hell, his just the announcement of him going generated so much buzz compared to the other names we're talking about. So assuming it happens, if you're asking me today, I would say Cody Rhodes is the bigger deal in that trade. Okay. Damien? I'm going to say, to borrow PTI phrase, it's a push. Here's why. From the AEW standpoint, all those names you listed, the fan base will love in terms of their in-ring acumen, what they bring to the show, because that's a specific type of wrestling show. Cody, on the other hand, brings, for all his warts, star potential, a spotlight, sports entertainment to the WWE audience, which fits the mold of what Vince McMahon and co do on a regular basis. It's about the superstar. It's about the glitz and the glamour. So if Cody's bringing all that plus Brandy's shoe closet, that's a push win for WWE because I've already picturing Brandy if she gets to WWE with a show on the Eat Network talking about style or wrestling wise, another wrestling wife show. So they fit the WWE landscape, whereas everybody else you mentioned being traded over to AEW benefits the program because remember, AEW is not trying to beat WWE. They're fully trying to just entrench themselves as the top, one of the top organizations in North America. So that's where they're at and they know their audience. So bringing in those people, that leads this to be a push on both sides. Fair enough. Jamal. Yeah, I don't think it's close. Um, I don't. I don't think it's close, and I think that um, Cody going to WWE is a much bigger deal than, than what was it? Shane Strickland, Keith Lee, and who? Buddy Murphy. Buddy, Buddy, <laughs> Buddy Murphy. Are you, are you fucking kidding me? Like, how is this even a question? You're talking about Cody Rhodes, who spent the last three years uh, being at the forefront of building AEW, literally from the ground up. Um, <clears throat> You know, from everything that he did before that, when he he's been on riding a wave since he started that list and tweeted it out four something years ago, doing the indie thing, doing the Ring of Honor thing, doing the Bullet Club thing, and then riding that wave into AEW. And I'm not saying that he he doesn't have anything else to prove in AEW, but what I am saying is, how do you put Shane Strickland, Keith Lee, and who the other guy, Buddy Murphy, in the same mm-hmm. category? <laughs> It's not even a, it's not even a fair comparison. And we're not talking about the impact as far as wrestling ability and stuff like that. Those are things that I do care about. But if we're talking about the impact as far as uh, you know gravitas, mm. Cody's dog means more to me than Buddy Murphy does. Oh man, that, that <laughs> oh, right. and that is saying like, something. If y'all know me very well, yeah, Farrell right. got the stroke. So <laughs> Farrell has merch. So. I mean, like, and don't get me wrong. This isn't a slight on on the talent that mentioned, except Shane Slickin. I think he's garbage. But realistically speaking, if the last four guys on the bench for your anything team is Cody Rhodes and those other guys not named Cody Rhodes, you're telling me that you're picking someone not named Cody Rhodes? Nah, I don't see it. I, yeah, I don't see not- it happens. And 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 of course, Cody uh, may arguably be a better fit in WWE style anyway. Um, and now that he's definitely not the stardust that he left as, and he's definitely more a main event player, 
I, I just, I'm just thinking of the matchups. Cody Rhodes versus Drew McIntyre is a bigger deal than Buddy Murphy versus Pac. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I, I, I just don't see us close. Yeah, and this, is, and this is coming from Jamal, who doesn't watch WWE. So that's actually a really impressive take. Oh no! First of all, I'm I'm going to clear this out because I had somebody come up to me and, and ask me about Jamal making WWE takes, but if he doesn't watch it, he's not a fan of WWE, but he's very much aware of the things that are happening. I just want to make that clear because so it makes somebody made a comment as if as if like you speak on stuff that you have no no clue of what you're talking about and i'm like no he doesn't like the product let's just set the record straight a lot of the times when y'all are gabbing about wwe i don't say anything because i literally don't watch the product and it would be ignorant of me to pontificate on some shit that i don't know about i'm not tucker carlson the bottom line is (laughs) is if you're telling me if you're telling me who cody rhodes is i know that guy if you're telling me who shane strickland is or isaiah scarasworth scott or keith lee the bearcat or Buddy Murphy, Alexis Bliss's ex-boy. If you're telling me who those guys are, I know them too. You forgot and his latest the, gimmick. The, the whatever his latest gimmick, man. I don't know what his latest gimmick is. No, the, the freedom act, he just got off the slave ship, don't forget. Uh, well, he, <laughs> well, he didn't control his narrative and that's how he got on that ship. Control, but, <laughs> oh, no. But the idea is, um, Stevie Wonder can see the Cody Rhodes is a big deal. Yeah, listen, it's just not even close. I mean, for before you even get into the ring, Cody deals a big. Uh, Cody Rose is a bigger deal. I mean, he, uh, he has a show. I think it's about to come on in a little bit um, that he's a part of. I mean, he has not only just uh, the the knowledge and experience in being the towers of of, of founding a, a company um, and his experience and knowledge with that, but like they actually create some things. Him and Brandy, television, entertainment. The back ends of that. No, wait, 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 wait. You forgot the most important part, though. It's Shane Strickland. Yeah, well, I I think the only tug of war on this is that Keith Lee does have that type of potential in terms of entertainment because he had the little thing with Netflix and whatnot. But um, yeah, it's not even close. It's Cody Rose, AEW, uh, excuse me, WWE got the better deal on that. Um, but yeah. Let's move on to the next thing, and that's Tony Khan coming out with the big news about, well, he said on a media call that he had big news to make uh, the, uh, that, that same night, which was yesterday, and he gets out in the ring, and he is definitely, no comment, but he gets out there and says, okay. I was going to say he's, he's on one, but um, he gets out there and he says, like, guys, I purchased ROH, and, and for lack of better words or whatever. Um, I guess for us, I mean, this is a simple question. Like, first of all, let's get the news with that because there's a little bit of detail that came out about that, which I haven't looked at, but I did see a little things floating on Twitter. So he purchased ROH. What does that mean, first off? What does that mean? That, that In the press release, right? Well, yeah, yeah. I thought the press release leads with, which I think is of note, and also what he said. The thing, big thing, he leads with is they bought the assets of Ring of Honor from Sinclair Broadcast Group, including the promotion's extensive video library dating back to 2002. The video library is the first thing being pushed in this purchase, along with then brand assets, intellectual property, and production equipment, and more. But first and foremost, the centerpiece, as he mentioned last night on Dynamite, the tape library. That is A1, Mm. what they're talking about. Okay. I mean, because, yeah, there's no contracts involved. Everybody no. were terminated, so you're not getting talent. Um, does he have uh, intellectual property? I yes. guess. 
Okay, cool. So he owns the name, the, name, the, the logos, all that kind of stuff. You know. Yeah, I mean the belts, the uh, the, the logo, the iconography, um, and, and also brand assets, which would be you know physical things, production equipment. You know, Ring of Honor's um, you know sixty inch TV, flat screen TV Tron that they had. Um, that's still that's going with them. Um, he he wholly bought the company, and and Will, I don't know if you uh, you were going to get to this point, but I'll make it now. Um, and it says the acquisition will be completed through an entity that is wholly owned by Khan. Further yes. details about the extent of this acquisition will be announced in the coming weeks. Mm-hmm. That's not the same thing as AEW bought Ring of Honor. That's not right. what happened. Tony Khan himself created some financial organization, some entity, maybe it's a new LLC or something like that, that will be the new Ring of Honor. So this isn't a cross-branded thing. Like, well, Ring of Honor is going to be AEW, you know, level up. No, 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 no. That's not what this is. Tony Khan, outside of AEW, has bought himself uh, another company. Now, what he intends to do with that, uh, whether he intends to run shows, whether he intends to sign talent, whether he intends to use the uh, library, um, AEW as an organization that Khan does not own has to come to him for Ring of Honor stuff. And I think that is very, very telling in the sense that this will actually be Khan's company and not AEW LLC, which is Mm. a limited liability corporation. Okay. All right. Where do we go from here? I I guess the, the, the follow up question is who is the winner in this purchase joe cough <laughs> sinclair unloading the thing sinclair. While dying on it's the vine by by a long shot it's, it's sinclair i made this analogy i don't even know who i said it to but i made this analogy that like sinclair was basically like uh uh you know us and our prime collecting pokemon cards and we were thinking one day these are going to be worth a lot of money but <laughs> maybe that panned out really didn't but Somebody, you know, these new uh, weebs now nowadays, they like the, the Pokemon card sensation is back and people are trying to collect those OG ones. And I think Tony Khan came in and was like, oh, I really wanted that. I've been looking for that my whole life and went ahead and made the purchase and said, Claire was like, good, take it. I didn't want this shit anyway. Hold on. Are you stuff. comparing Ring of Honor to like a metallic Charizard card or something? I like was that? literally yeah. about to say it's a, it's yeah. a shiny uh, level Gen 1 Charizard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> it's like, man, that shit was cool back in the day. But but no. even for me, I'll be honest, though, I think the library is really, I mean, I know it's a big yes. thing in wrestling, but like, I'm really not. Like, because th- let's be honest, ROH, ROH production has never been good. So to have that library really does nothing for me right now. I mean, I, I totally think Impact is a better, uh, a better buy of a library than ROH, you just never had a good production. I mean, Jamal, you joke about the the 50, it's not even a 50. No, it's not even a 56 inch or 52. It was a 49.4 inch right. that wow. they literally still have. Oh, you day, can't they still have it. <laughs> Plasma. That's my TV, that. a 50 inch. <laughs> no, that's so like, the art at the time. Yeah, at, at the time, <laughs> it was a huge art. deal because they had, they had basically, they had scaffolding for, um, the over the back and then these big black curtains and drapes and then over top of the scaffolding was this 50 inch sanyo tv <laughs> that was the ring of honor tron you know the, uh, the Terry silken tron 
<laughs> and, you know, people went bananas for it when they actually had production. And this was, you know, 2003, 2004. Yeah. Uh, but I think the most important part is, how does this relate to AEW? Again, the acquisition will be com- will be completed through an entity that is wholly owned by Khan. That is not the same thing as uh, Jonathan Gresham shows up with a belt on AEW television. That is not the same thing as Bandito shows up with the other belt on AEW television. That doesn't mean that there's a six-man division incoming in imminently. It means that Khan has a wrestling company. Yeah. I mean, whatever he needs to do with that is what it is. And of course, in AEW, they can cherry pick because corporate synergy. But the bottom line is, is that he has a wrestling company with no talent. What does he do with that? Yeah. This, honestly, this is the death of Ring of Honor, if you ask me. Absolutely. It's, re- it's, it's literally because, you know, in the eye of saying somebody should buy it back then, it was the eye that somebody who needed the notoriety and, and, and potentially. Uh, the credibility of the name in order to grow something to expand something. Uh, but Khan doesn't need that because he has, you know, one of the hottest wrestling promotions right. in the world. So why would you need this at all? The library isn't really it. No one cares about. First of all, if the library was such a big day, and those DVDs still wouldn't be for sale outside of Baltimore <laughs> right now. You go to Patexico, you can get the entire library right now. You're not going to play with Compay. You damn sure going to get the, the the Baltimore Buddy Pass. Like, believe no, I mean, me. If I, you can trade it for a chicken box from Royal Farms if you uh if you if you see the right guy. It's, it is what it is. <laughs> yeah. I can go I can go get the library right now. So, just just yeah. yeah. The library does one thing. He now owns all in cuz they ain't own all in. So now they own that show outright. They own that. This Ring of Honor owned the footage. Oh, I, so I that's kind that. of the pre—that's the precursor, of course, to AEW. So now they own yeah. the show since ROH bankrolled that and owned that outright. But, but I think but, all but, it really but does. Don't Cody, the, but, but don't Cody and the Bucks have a stake in that as well, too? Ring of Honor owned it outright. I yeah, Ring, Ring of Honor. Honor was, you know, all of them worked for Ring of Honor at the time when that show happened. So the name All In and the trademark for that show. Uh, was owned by you know Sinclair and was owned by the Bucks, I believe. Um, and that's so the name and, and licensing for All In is that the video production uh, is Sinclair Broadcasting property. Oh, so because obviously they it. had the distribution deal. <laughs> so I believe Khan bought the license for All In some time ago, but it doesn't mean anything without the video to go with it. Right. So now he has you can have the name. Of- yeah, it's like they own in the name of it, but you don't have the actual show to be able to right. monetize it. But now, he, now either it doesn't matter. He has the whole thing now. So that's right. all good. If anything, the tape library, I look at it like this. It's hours of footage that he can now claim when he's trying to set up a streaming deal with whatever entity out there, HBO Max or whoever. Dang, dang, now say, in our archives, we have this many hours of footage that we can put on your service. But make no mistake, Old footage does not sell a streaming service. It helps. I don't but know. Live events are what sell the streaming. I don't yeah, think it's, it's going to HBO Max. It damn sure ain't going to HBO Max. <laughs> no, no, I'm saying like, like I wouldn't, I wouldn't just, I wouldn't just brush that off. But I, but I do think that whatever Ring of Honor becomes, and whether it just sits there in perpetuity or it actually becomes a, a touring brand, I can't stress this enough. This is not an AEW acquisition. This is a Tony Khan acquisition. Mm-hmm. So he can definitely take from one pocket and shift it over to the other pocket and sprinkle in that into AEW. And that's cute for the packages. 
for the AJ Styles versus Samoa Joe versus Brian Danielson versus CM Punk packages. That's cute if to get Nigel McGinnis on AEW television in you know in a historical context. All that shit is great. But I'm but as far as what it is going forward, that's the thing that's arguably the most interesting for me because you have basically Khan doing what Cody did. Cody has the Go Big Show that has nothing to do with AEW. They invited him on there. I don't know if he's a producer or not, but the bottom line is that his standing with AEW is not tied to the Go Big Show. It's a separate deal. As Roach it always should be. It's a separate deal. Yeah, it doesn't matter. With, it's the same thing with Punk and Fox and not WWE. Exactly. So mm-hmm. since those things are separate, and it does say that they are separate, what Khan decides to do with it, because if that were the case, then why didn't AEW buy Ring of Honor and just yeah, use it me- as... It, it's a it's a flex. This whole thing is a flex to me. It's no. I don't see the logic in it at all. I, I besides, besides saying you can do it oh, for there's sure. I'm sure made. there's something. Be, I don't think though. I don't. I honestly do not feel. And and now you bring up something I didn't even think about. I honestly do not think that the majority of wrestling fans right now care about anything other than WWE and AEW. So no. Tony Khan could be owning a. ROH and I think people still wouldn't care and I think it's going I think we're truly going to see a testament to that come Wrestlemania weekend uh if does ROH do, do good because yes you know names are being piled up on it it's Wrestlemania week which you know Will you brought up uh, a tweet of somebody asking some good questions you know do they still keep ROH down there in Texas right. in the well, WWE what's up with that show yeah right but I don't think people care enough about the ROH and this generation. I mean, people wanted to make it a big deal. People are fantasy booking matches and stuff already. But well, the business is the business. Yeah, exactly. You know, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, short of short of Tony taking like, you know, we've talked forever about how he's got, you know, 20 million people under contract short of him taking like 30 or 40 of them and suddenly saying, you're now Ring of Honor wrestlers and just dumping them in there because he owns the the thing and yeah. then deciding to do something with it, which he could do. But I just keep going back to what's That's there a to do with company, it. Though, but, but, but he, he just do that? that? Yeah, well, we, well, who knows? I mean, that's, 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 that's like that's yeah. why that little sticking point is really, really important because yeah. that may be a hurdle. And again, Khan runs AEW, but he Hold does on. not own it. Hold on, hold on, hold on. This now I think about something else. So if you work for AEW and he wants you to work for ROH, that means he has to cut two checks. I mean, contracts are contracts. And that's a whole ass different company. New deal. That's a whole different yeah. company. Yeah, because I can work dark and dynamite. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. But if yeah, I'm I mean, working ROH, you got to cut a check. And, and, and basically, yeah, I mean, you know, whatever you guys do, and I, you, some of you guys work in government, some of you guys work in private. If you were to do the same thing in Canada, you're going to ask for a second check, right? <laughs> because <laughs> just because it is what it is and whatever the jurisdiction is i say canada because not to get into the personal uh you know situations but the bottom line is, is that you can do the exact same thing that you do right now for the exact same pay but if another entity says i want you to do it you're going to say i'm going to need a second check yeah for sure and because this sure. thing is owned by con and not aew that is a very hard line division now what i think is real quick I think that he's not setting up for HBO Max. I think Khan is setting up for his own um, uh, div- division uh, streaming service. I think Khan is going to go over the top himself and do basically what Major League Baseball did. 
Major League Baseball isn't on like Hulu or HBO Max or Stars or whatever. They created their own service themselves. So did WWE. Obviously, Netflix is his own thing and so on and so forth. I think Khan very well could do that. And the best way to do that is on the backbone of Ring of Honor as an entity, um, because you have 25 years of, of tape to play back. You have all in to play back um, and the more I, recent stuff. And then you go from there as a touring brand. I, I, I just honestly don't see it being a big deal. I mean, it's interesting by how he did this, but I just I don't see it as a big deal. I don't see this being uh, life being pumped into ROH at all. But I will also say this really quickly, too. It makes me start to think how many people knew about this before it actually came out. And I, I, I and the reason why I say that is because, well, even when you think about the stable that's in impact right now, that's completely running the whole program and whatnot, their whole gimmick is honor no more. And those folks have not even sniffed a AEW dark dynamite or anything uh, in, in association with them. So I wonder if this potentially back, you know, back, uh, should I say backstage behind the curtain locker room rumor actually created a divide amongst the ROH folks. And some people took to it, some people didn't. And and I and I and and, and beyond that, I can see this potentially being an issue for some of the AEW folks because I bet you there will be some people asked to do favor in working this other thing or being like the boost it the with or, or yeah or cody could have known about this this entire time and was saying you know he wanted more money you're about to make a lucrative purchase but you can't pay your folks that helped you start this and you already thinking about the next move that is we talked about that before you got but, money for these other things but you don't have money but, for me but wait a minute maybe he does because maybe cody had to divest from aew oh because- stop it I'm I'm just saying, stop it. Separate company owned by a separate guy, and if you have the guy that basically built AEW to what it is, and Ring of Honor definitely has a style that isn't necessarily of the new school. You know, everybody does a 450 splash for no reason um, type of style. He could basically take the NWA model and just make that better because nwa isn't bad it's just lacking but i'm not but saying you, cody's the have God, dark but dark is there but but you but you see what they do with dark so what my point is is that if you have ring of honor what better person to lead ring of honor than the person that kind of wants to be the triple h of a brand and we've talked about oh that boy. before i'm just saying yes, we have no yes we I, have I mean, i'm the just conspiracy saying. theory could fit it it's very fit. possible that Cody divests himself. Oh, yeah, make it about the money. It's about the thing. It's about whatever. It, it wasn't about the money. That was the first one to said that. He has money. You see his house. You see his wife. You see his dumbass dog. He has it all. What more does he need? He has the, the only thing that he doesn't have is his own ship. He's always shared. Uh-huh. Maybe you unfurl the mask and it says ROH on the sales. I don't know. Jeez. Yeah, but hey, like we t- also talked about when we discussed all that, part of the issue we thought might have been with Cody leaving is that he didn't have any kind of taste of ownership. And once again, as we're seeing with this, a group wholly owned by mm-hmm. Tony Khan. Mm-hmm. So that, that status doesn't change in here. <laughs> yeah, listen, 
The other thing is, too, even if you, Cody has something to do with this ROA stuff, this is also going to put bad taste in a lot of other people. I don't know. We can talk about the Bucks. We can talk about Omega. Um, it's it's To me, I just don't see where the positivity comes out of this. You know, I, I, I the business, smart move for him as a business person who but obviously legally, had money. that's what he has to do. It's a separate company. He has to divest. Yeah. He's not or, I mean, or what if he had went with the – uh, the the AEW LLC in order to purchase it, if he put it under that, what would have been the issues with that? Besides, it wouldn't have been, but he didn't do that. He spent his right. literally his own money, and when you have AEW that's making money, why would he spend his own to buy a thing? Uh, question: Would that have been money laundering if he had done that? No, because it would have been money laundering if he took his money into a company that doesn't exist for the purpose it exists for. I mean, if I run a barbershop that sells drugs, you know, that's no, I'm saying if he no, I'm <laughs> saying if he would have went in with uh the 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 AW LLC and said I'm going to purchase another company with with this money. No, that's with, why that's why his, the point dad, was, his dad would have had to sign off on it or something. Exactly. Sure. But that's why the point was made that this is wholly owned by by Tony Khan. Mm-hmm. Ain't got nothing Family to do with ain't Khan. I tell you another yeah. thing that's I tell you another thing that's not good here. We're gonna get to our break in a second. <laughs> There's got to be some folks at Warner Media scratching their head. No. <laughs> oh yeah, that's that's all I was. My only thinking on it is this: looking at history and how these things have gone down before. Whether it's been WWE buying WCW or going back earlier than that, when companies go together, whoever buys, whoever's the big fish swallowing the other one, in the end, it all it always ends up being about them because there's not going to be a way to market. That smaller brand. That's think of it this way: if you're, though. I don't know. We'll see. How, how, if you're if you're AEW and you're trying, if you're Tony Khan and mm-hmm. you're trying to sell, try to get a show going or something for ROH, and you're mm-hmm. going out to shop shop that to people, they're going to look at you and be like, "Why do I want to deal with this when I can get the name brand AEW instead?" Yeah, why would I, I mean, bother, why would I bother with RC Cola when I can get Coke if you're the Coke listen. seller? Listen, this is even worse than the Impact deal here because at least Impact had some bit of momentum and a roster. This is a this is again, this doesn't help the ROH brand at all. But Tony Khan, I guess he's happy. He's a kid um living in the candy store. And and of course he had to mention that I ain't Shane McMahon when he comes out there because he had to have some <laughs> poke some fun at it as well. No, but, well, I think that was the that was the rumor that was the rumor that I wanted to happen was oh, that for Shane sure. McMahon would be involved and it would be the biggest deal of all time. Uh, sure. That's the only thing that I can think of that would make this a level, a nuclear level threat that Shane McMahon yeah. is going to be on, involved in AEW. That's insane. Yeah. It's still insane. Yeah. Yeah. Even talk about that kind of gives me chills. Like, wow. All right. Well, I think we're going to get to our break now here um, on the second half of the show. We're going to be finding out which one of these gentlemen is going to be controlling their narrative. <laughs> and also, we got seasonings. <laughs> we might talk about that but now we got to talk about uh pat mcafee having Vince with man talk about a little bit of some interesting tidbits from it and then as i said revolutions this week will be there so um should be a good time this weekend but yeah all that and more we'll be back in a second big gold belt media is your golden standard for all of your media needs Visit BigGoldBelt.com for pro wrestling info, movies, comics, and even more digital content. 
on all of your social medias. Follow us at Big Gold Belt all across the board. Listen to this show and more on your SoundCloud or wherever you get your podcasts. the second half of the show folks damien first off well hold on hold on first off Uh rc cola really sir we're taking (laughs) shots at rc cola it's a good cola it's not tropical fantasy up in the northeast but it's a good damn cola okay (laughs) hey i need a proper representation because it can't say coke (laughs) and pepsi we can't do coke and pepsi because ring of honor ain't quite at that level so we needed that it's a and w tier there you go something like that i don't know it was the first one that came to mind was rc it's all good, i don't even know when the hell was the last time i saw an rc cola but it was the first thing that came to mind <laughs> definitely a product of the 90s that is for we sure. have it down here you do it so it still exists it still exists Moon it's still it. sold in stores and they sell it at stores yeah we still have it there we go is it time to do indie spotlight or are we going to do that later how we want to do this now. to start the second I was doing that. What is our indie spotlight this week, Mr. Giant Crab? Well, we are, well, uh, two James and I are physically flying to Orlando uh, for AEW, but controlling your narrative is also kicking off uh, this weekend in Orlando on Saturday. So if you're not going to, well, it's going to be a show. I don't know what kind of show it's going to be. It'll be something. It, It will be something. And you know, it's their first show. And even though there's a lot of, you know, politicizing the event, there is a lot of uh, much speculation about the show itself. But if you're not going to be in AEW, control your narrative is happening. But the actual indie spotlight is something that has been very interesting. I'm glad that they're keeping it going. And that's up in in Northeast Maryland and Harvard of Grace. Uh, CZW is back with a limelight number three. Uh, the big match for me is Catalina Garcia versus Trisha Dora, uh, oh. Ryo versus Tyler Andretti. Lince Dorado is going to be in the building. It's at the State Theater uh, out there in Harvard of Grace, Maryland. Uh, that's this coming Sunday, uh, the Day of Revolution. Uh, it's czwwrestling.com if you need tickets. Uh, same thing on the Twitter machine. The doors open at 4. Get your meet, meeting greets in. Bell times at 6. Um, I'm very interested, and if I weren't in going to be in Orlando, I would probably be, yeah, I'd probably be in, in uh, Harvard of Grace. Going to be a decent show. So go ahead, uh, go ahead and get your tickets. State Theater this weekend, this coming Sunday, March 6th, 325 St. John Street, Harvard of Grace, Maryland, in Northeastern Maryland, right off of 95 CZW Limelight Number Three. There we go. They are making a regular stop, which, hey, that's that's good to I see. I like it. I like it. Yeah. I don't know if I'll get up there soon, but I'm definitely curious now that it's become like, once you see like it becoming a regular thing, that's when you start to get my attention because there's so many one-offs that mm-hmm. come through right. the area 
So now there's there's a rhythm to it. So it might mm -hmm. have to be worth a trip sometime this spring to check that out. So going from here, we got AEW, but we also got the Vince McMahon appearance on Pat McAfee this afternoon. That was quite out there. Did either of you see or hear about any of that this afternoon? Because that no. was it was something. It was something. I'll, I'll touch on a little bit then that we can talk AEW. So it was reported all week that he was going to be on Pat McAfee's show. That Vince has Vince's first interview in something like 15 years since back when he did those ones on a, I think it was HBO Sports where he had his. Was it Bob Costas? Was that the last yeah. one? Yeah. Yeah. Way oh, back. Wow. Way back. Yeah, when that, the, I guess yeah. in the aftermath of the XFL and all that. When he had, we took the papers from him and all that stuff and had a big like temper tantrum on air essentially so anyways they had that today and vince was on there for a good like hour and a half unedited live and it wasn't i'll describe it like this it wasn't anything like shocking or really much anything that was like oh my god he said this or anything really out there but just to get vince in that kind of format where it was a live broadcast, there were no commercials, and it was just an hour and a half of him and McAfee and McAfee's little crew there that do the podcast with him, hanging out and just talking. Mm -hmm. It was, I don't know if, a lot of people have said, said it was fascinating. That might be a little strong, but it was definitely interesting because it's just a different side of him. I don't know if I'd go so far as to say it humanized him, but it definitely, it took some of the, it took some of the, the the legend and the whole, you know, gravitas of Vince McMahon and like gave you more of a normal look at the guy, especially at 76 in, in his later years now. So I would say it's worth checking out. Maybe not necessarily the whole thing, but definitely to get a taste of it because it was definitely unique. A lot of people are giving Pat McAfee some crap for you know saying he was kissing his ass too much it's like well look it's his boss what what, what do you basically <laughs> yeah i mean this, 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 this isn't a hard-hitting news investigative journalism but it's also thing. pat mcafee i mean yeah it's what, what do you expect why you would He's not good yeah yeah no you're on the right track that that's that's just it. it's like if you were yeah, going to do it expect this yeah. yeah why would he go on there with his boss and like grill him like that that's not what it's going to be so, I don't know. The whole point of, I, I, I'm sorry for cutting you off, Will, just about McAfee's show in general. He is the living embodiment, if you're, if you're a non-wrestling fan, who needs to know the term, working yourself into a shoot brother. Like, his whole <laughs> podcast is that. It's working people into a shoot. So, did we really expect Pulitzer Prize winning questioning from Pat McAfee? No, but at the same token, it was... It, from the clips I've seen, it was a really good way to just see where Vince's head is mm -hmm. on certain topics. You know, we let we remember the movie being John Malkovich. It was like, okay, we're getting in the head of Vince McMahon for a little while. You know, that it may be a caricature of Vince McMahon or is it Vincent Kennedy McMahon? You know, like which one is it? And for a guy who recently, I believe it was during what the Rumble lost his his mother. Uh, you know, yeah, she just and, passed and, recently. Yeah. yeah, you know, I think it was the day before the rumble, uh, and then he fires his son. You know, allegedly fires his son two days later after the rumble. So, with everything that Vince has been known to be eccentric, bloodthirsty, cutthroat, 
from the clips I've seen, especially when I get, I guess we'll talk about it, about him inducting the dead man into the Hall of Fame, it was a small peek behind the wizard curtain. Uh, mm-hmm. And again, it's it's one of those things where it's a bit of an Easter egg for fans. But if you don't know wrestling or you still think that Hulk Hogan's involved in WWE at some point, because a lot of wrestling fans still think that, uh, it was a nice way to welcome potentially Vince to a new audience. Yeah, and he's very much, he was not being Mr. McMahon. It was no. very much, it was Vince, the owner of WWE. And I would say, as the, as it went on, I that, that was kind of the big surprise that it was so long. I was expecting, you know, maybe a half hour. No, it went like right. an hour and a half. And a good half hour in is where I kind of got like, oh, he's just kind of getting warmed up now. And he's just, you could see him kind of getting more comfortable as it went on. And as he kind of got mm-hmm. into just being like, oh, we're just... We're just hanging out. This is just, you know, not really any kind of huge big deal. They made, he set up that, you know, there was all the rumors that Pat McAfee's going to have a match at WrestleMania. They did that. There was no kind of angle for it. It was literally just Vince being like, how about you have a match at WrestleMania? I'll find you an opponent. And just boom, that was it. He just threw it out there. (laughs) So there was no big angle. There was no Austin Theory running in to jump anybody or anything like that. But it was definitely, I think that's a good way to put it, Damien. It was a, it was an interesting peek behind the curtain. And also, I think at his age, seeing him like this, like he's, he came across pretty together. Yeah, there were some holes in a bunch of his stories. But for 76 years old, I've definitely seen a lot of 76-year-olds that aren't nearly as together as Vince's. So it was. I, I, I would just say, if you haven't seen it, check a little bit out. Check out some of the clips. It, it, it's, a, it's an interesting watch because it's definitely not something you're going to see every day and who, who knows if he does a long form interview like this again down the road at any point so definitely a bit of an easter egg or a curiosity i guess you could say so any other thoughts on it before we move on um i, I just want to say like as the person that doesn't really give a shit about wwe um it's surprising that pat mcafee was able to get this interview outside of wwe i don't mm-hmm. think his uh podcast or show or wherever it is is produced by them in any way it's his own deal that was there before he signed on with them so for events to come out of from under the blanket to go into you know what McAfee does obviously I'm not expecting you know Edward Armuro you know in, in, in a tank top to interview Vince McMahon and get the questions that everybody needs to know but I do think that it was surprising that this while it was metered is my understanding based on what you guys are saying, it wasn't, you know, it was surprising that it still was outside of a WWE umbrella because Vince controls everything. He wants to control everything. He doesn't want to be put into position of vulnerability. And obviously he could rightfully assume because he would immediately bury the guy um, in his own house. If, you know, Pat McAfee came off any, any other way than, you know, pleasant, but, Really surprising that not only was that was so long, because you know he's Vince McMahon. He's how does he have an hour and a half to do anything? He's you know busy. He's running the company. He's running making all these different deals. He's cutting off the Russians from WWE Network. So right. how does he have the time? But it's also more to the point of how does he you know why would he do it outside of the comfort and security of WWE studios? So good on Pat for for getting that done for his yeah. brand. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. That was and they talked about that a lot on the show. How he said, "I can't believe he's coming here." That he made it very clear that when 
the idea of it came up. He was like, you know, we can just Skype you in or whatever. He's like, no, I want to be here in person, talk about whatever. And like, sure enough, I mean, he was there. He showed up. He showed up in do, Indianapolis. Do you know where Pat so. does the show? I, th- I think they made it clear it was Indianapolis, I think it sounded okay. like. Because they were talking about how they had to leave to get to a SmackDown tomorrow night. So they were, all, I think, all flying out probably together. I wouldn't be surprised after the yeah. interview to get down to where yeah, we're SmackDown is tomorrow. Miami. There you go. So there you go. Everything's happening in Florida this weekend. So that's a perfect transition. So AEW Revolution Weekend. We got one of our guys heading down there. Is still on the show right now. So how about we start with that? What What are you looking forward to for Revolution Weekend, Jamal? Since you're making the trip down there, Florida, the Sunshine State. What What's what What first comes to mind? For this I weekend? promise you, the only reason why I'm flying to Florida is okay two reasons uh hopefully we get some dark tapings very excited for that the second thing is qt marshall versus hook that is literally the only match i want to see i don't give a good (laughs) goddamn about anything else that's happening if it's not on dark i don't care and if it's not qt versus hook i don't care i could walk because i think that match is going to be on the pre-show i could walk after that match and be good um, there are some other matches that are of interest, but nothing that I need to see. Um, uh, Baker versus Thunder Rosa should be fine. Uh, you know, the, the latter match, uh, should be fine. Um, the, but everything, honestly, the build really has been pretty lackluster. Um, some of the storylines make absolutely zero sense. Others I just don't give a shit about. Um, I know that everybody was raving about uh, Max Friedman's, uh, you know, staring promo on Dynamite a couple weeks ago. I was bored yeah. to fucking tears. I don't Same. care. I don't like the guy. Why am I supposed to like the guy just because he got bullied? Who didn't get bullied? Get over yourself. Who gives a fuck? So then, like, and then now this turns into a match. Eh, who get? I don't care. Uh, it makes it doesn't make any sense to me. It doesn't make any sense why I should care about either of these guys. Um, and there's no other implications involved other than like, I was a fan of yours and you quit <laughs> or whatever the bullshit is i don't care you let me um, down yeah, yeah. um then there was me. uh moxley versus daniel bryan that will be my bathroom break because that is because it's a moxley match uh but even still that like my hatred of john moxley aside that match doesn't make any sense either he's a lone wolf that's trying to be recruited to the super friends because daniel bryan who's another lone wolf wants to recruit younger talent by beating them up over the next four weeks it doesn't make any sense and the only reason why the only way that moxie's going to join brian's supergroup of the guys that he just beat up is if they have a match together and if he bleeds so it's not a first blood match it's just a regular match it doesn't have to have any blood in it but he it, it doesn't make any sense it, none of it makes sense and it's a moxie match so i am absolutely going to go fuck off when that match happens uh, for 20 minutes. And then you have the um, uh, the main event, which should be Adam Page versus Adam Cole. Uh, the okay. Other than the battle of the who's the better Adam, which is Cole, I don't really care about that match either. Uh, Page's title run has been lackluster. Um, mm-hmm. If you cared about him as the wrestler, then you have been really built up on this chase. Well, that happened at Full Gear. I was there. It was magical. And for a split second, I gave a shit about Adam Page. And then another second happened, and I went back to normal and not gave a fuck anymore. And now here we are some months later, and I still don't care about him. And then then there's the thing with Adam Cole, whether he wins or whether he loses, 
this match doesn't really feel like it's a big deal to me. And that's largely because of the way Paige has been booked. That's not entirely his fault, and I'll admit that, but it's just blah. So uh, my expectations are really low for this pay-per-view, which was not how I felt flying into Minneapolis back in November. And maybe, just maybe, something will happen that will raise my expectations. So my saving grace is QT Marshall versus Hook. That match is going to be an eight-star classic. You sell your house to watch it. If you, you know, be in Orlando for that. I need to be in the building for that match because that match is going to hit hard. Otherwise, Orange Cassidy in the latter match, I really want him to win because you have Keith Lee, you have, uh, you know, either Ethan Page or Christian, um, and you have all these Ricky Starks, Will Hobbs, all of these big ass dudes, and Orange Cassidy. <laughs> I really, I need him to win. And the fact that I'm rooting for Orange Cassidy makes me fucking sick to my stomach. So it's just a lose-lose. I, you know, it is, I don't know. It's just a really weird I feeling. I feel like there's a lot of suffering here for Jamal going to uh, this it's been, one, look, right? it's been a long four months since November. Um, and it's, you know, AEW for me on the build to this pay-per-view really has been very lackluster. And, and I know I sound like a Debbie Downer, but I, I just don't see it. I'm just really not invested at all. And to be honest with you, if it weren't in a different city, if it were in a worse city, I probably wouldn't have gone. If it, I mean, like it's Orlando, it's sunny. It's going to be 85 all weekend. There's new Pokemon that I got to catch because you got to catch them all. <laughs> um, and they're only available in Florida. So there's reasons for me to go. Um, but if this thing were in Des Moines, Iowa, I'd be watching a fight. Probably not on fight because yeah, it's still 50 bucks. Well, I'll be honest. Like here, you know, even before Jamal, you know, pretty much solidified how I felt, uh, I felt that this card, laborious, the build to this card, in my opinion, uh, I felt like I'm watching Wrestle Circus 2.0 when oh, we no. build this card. But it's Shane uh, Strickland. Well, we if he comes out to Shaka Khan, then you know we're watching Wrestle Circus again. But <laughs> per- <laughs> but personally, there there is nothing, even the Brian Moxley match, and you know I don't share you know Jamal's opinion about Moxley. I enjoy Moxley's work, but I'm not excited for it. I would rather see Top Flight wrestle 2.0 in a two out of three falls match than yeah. see some of the matches that are on this card. Yeah. And I hate 2.0, oh. but I love me some Top Flight, so. If that was in, like I wanted them to win the the tag team battle royale just to throw a wrench into things, and something fresh, Same. something new. But it's like, all right, Red Dragon in the Bucks against Jurassic Express, yay! Ladder yeah. match. Basically, the the fruit is going to bump for all the big guys, yay! There's nothing really that stands out to me as something that's must see on this pay per view, and and you know I go through back channels as you all know to watch it. But even if I was paying for it, I wouldn't pay for it. It, It's not something, and I'm disappointed because I've been enjoying AEW over the last maybe six months overall. I'm tuning in regularly now. So they had me. And all of a sudden now I feel like the the Wardlow face turn has been too long. The MJF feud with Punk's gone maybe about two weeks too long. The, The super friends, the quote Jamal, Maybe two weeks too long. It's like, 
No, they're 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 Been running in place out to the a lot point. of things. Exactly. They're on the treadmill and they're going nowhere. And even if Adam Cole wins, are we excited? No. But even if he loses, it's still Adam Cole. So it doesn't really matter. There's no stakes in this pay-per-view, I guess is what I'm getting to. I don't feel there's any high stakes matches. What the screw job eventually of Jericho by the uh, Proud and Powerful? Uh, QT versus up. with Kingston. I'm just who, saying who wins the ladder match maybe might be the most compelling thing. Does does Claudio Castagnoli make an appearance? Yeah. No. Um, well, I'm not no, but uh, as far as in a match, I think every match is full, and there are no surprises. It's not like double or nothing where they have the surprise Joker card or whatever. Correct. Um, which would make sense to insert him there in, in Memorial Day weekend. But um, the only matches that we didn't mention apparently is um, a six-man tornado tag between uh, Andrade, uh, Del Rio, uh, Isaiah Cassidy, and Matt Hardy. And then you have Darby Allen versus Sting and uh, Sammy Guevara. I don't care. Um, then you have Jericho versus Eddie Kingston. I don't care. And then you have um, Chris Statlander versus Layla Hirsch. I don't care. The problem is, is that all of these different uh, things have been built up over the last month. And these are the hot, um, these are the hot feuds. And then once they establish that these are what the matches are going to be, we still had a month to go. Yep. So, you know, now that we know that the card's set and the card's kind of been set for like the last two or three weeks, it's like, well, you're either going to watch or you don't, but there's nothing that makes this like the must-see destination uh anymore and you know obviously uh, the matches are going to be the matches but really realistically it's is this worth 50 dollars is what it comes down to or is this worth 25 dollars if you're going to see it in a movie theater and maybe in a movie theater it is because you get to sweat it out with the marks and throw popcorn at each other but 50 bucks at home i don't know Not, not for this one maybe maybe for other ones definitely but definitely but not for this one right now Death. We're remarkably in agreement on all this. You all have said a lot of what my thoughts on it, Ben, so I'm not going to repeat a lot of that, but it's interesting to me because I've felt so out of the loop the past couple of weeks because, damn, the people who are into this show, oh, they are into it. The folks yeah. that are excited about it, like the people who are into the CM Punk MJF feud, oh, my God, they're all about it. The people who are Adam Cole fans, oh, my God, they are excited about Adam Cole getting that title match. There are people out there I see online who – think this is could be the show of the year most stacked card that could possibly be every match is going to be a banger and the whole time i has been like what that's right that's right i'm just like that's where it's just hit me really hard where it's like there's so many pe- key people in that company right now that are big focuses that are just they're just not people i'm into it's like punk and cole and it's just like and i don't know what's happening with hangman i was in the hangman but he's just he's just so flat as champion Maybe it's just him being paired with Cole, but there's very little on that show that has any kind of spark for me. And it just, it just is what it is. I don't know if I'm going to check out any of it Sunday night or not. It's going to be a game time decision for me, but yeah, I'm definitely not hyped up as I sit here. And we're all kind of on the same page on that, but God, there's probably people out there that will uh, eat us alive for that opinion. But Hey, it, for some people it works. I think Tony Khan knows his audience. He knows the there are, He has that segment of his audience that is eating this stuff up. It just doesn't happen to me, me, or apparently any of us on any the show us, right now. Right. So, I don't know. It is what it is. That's how I got to look at it as. 
Do I mean, we have QT versus Hook? It's going to happen, <laughs> and I'm very excited about it. <laughs> you might be able to call an early night, if nothing else. Oh, don't think catch I won't. Some more, catch some Pokemon around Florida. <laughs> Check it out the rest of the Catch show. some Pokemon in the venue, just in case. Absolutely. I'm, t- I'm taking gyms, so don't don't think I'm not. All right, let's, let's get the news go. and get the hell out of here so I can get on the flight. Um, Paul Heyman. Uh, he believes that ECW originals should be in the WWE Hall of Fame. I think it's interesting, and I'm not going to disagree with that because when you buy a company, you also buy their legacy, and that would be the same thing as, um, you know, the Washington Nationals, including ex players from different iterations of that team. If the Texas Rangers, who used to play in Washington, want to do the same thing, then sure, there's a shared history there. And if they want to acknowledge that or don't, then that's the thing that they could do too. But I do agree that because there is no other outlet for ECW, it runs into WWE now. I would say that, yes, uh, ECW and WCW talent should be in the WWE Hall of Fame. And if there were a building, it would just be that wing of the building. Um, I I don't see why not. So uh, you can't argue against what they did. And that's how they need to be immortalized uh speaking of talent and the new talent that are coming in wrestlemania week is going to happen down in uh, dfw in the metroplex as it were uh that's coming up end of the um month right um early Mm -hmm. april end of the month so march 30th in beautiful frisco texas which is with the training camp of the dallas cowboys they are going to have uh a wwe tryout there uh, it's going to be 50 male and female participants with backgrounds in collegiate sports, football, basketball, track and field, wrestling, volleyball, gymnastics, cheer, and dance because we need them cheerleaders. Um, if you are if you are a uh, former wrestling, uh, if you're if you're an indie wrestler, no, uh, d- don't bother. If you're an indie wrestler, don't bother. They really want to make sure that they get the name, image, and likeness of current NCAA NCAA talent to come through uh, into Frisco, Texas. So it'll be interesting to see how many of those names come out of that tryout. And, and of course, how long these contracts are going to be signed and when they're going to actually get to WWE at any point. So um, it'll be interesting to see how that works out. Albany, New York, that is the site of the Showcase of Legends. Um, that's March 13th at the Washington Avenue Armory, big wrestling event, the Armory in, um, out there in Albany. And basically, it is the International Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame. Uh, they're having their induction weekend, and one of the induction uh, inductees are the Bell Twins. And that is actually kind of surprising to me, largely because I've missed their entire career, but... Also, because when you think of what makes a Hall of Famer, you think about what what they brought to the table and what they left on the table as they make their way out. And I'm not saying that the Bellas are the best wrestlers of all time, but every time you hear of a particular era between, you know, 2010-ish, I'd be damned if somebody doesn't bring up the Bella Twins. So, you know what? Mm -hmm. Maybe it's just me missing out, but they may actually... Uh, you know, be obviously they're deserving because they're being inducted, but they are deserving of the International Pro Wrestling mm-hmm. Hall of Fame up there in Albany, New York. So good on them. Controlling Your Narrative is happening uh, this weekend down in Orlando. 
Um, whatever that show is going to be, it, it, it's going to be. I, I think Bland. that it's if you just watch the show for what it is, it's a wrestling show. It's not anything other than a wrestling show. If you're making it other than be something other than a wrestling show, then it's going to fail in your eyes to begin with. Um, I don't know what the card's going to be. They've been pretty tight-lipped about that, but we do know that, you know, there's some talent. Braun, obviously, uh, EC3, uh, Big Damo. Um, you know, so there, there is some talent there, uh, but it's just going to be interesting to see what this show is. Is it going to be the Proud Boys Wrestling Federation, or is it actually going to be <sighs> good? There's a possibility, a real possibility, that this might actually not suck. So, um, control your narrative. Uh, com is the website. They haven't, I haven't seen where they listed where they're going to be streaming, if they're going to be streaming, but uh, just a really weird weekend sandwiched in Orlando between AEW stuff on Friday for Rampage, Saturday is Control Your Narrative, and Sunday is Revolution down in Orlando. So, uh, yeah, bring your tiki torches. Control Your Narrative is hitting the town near you uh, this weekend, and that's the news for this week. The number one thing I want to know from anyone going to that thing. Someone needs to get the EC3 seasoning pack because I want to know if it's any damn good and if it actually does anything for your food. It's $30. <laughs> you get four different ones, though, so I don't know. I, I'm dying to know what the deal with that is because, man. Yeah, me too, because man, there's an entire spices. shelf of Safeway with uh, with seasonings that are better. When I, I don't know about better, but there are seasonings that, um I don't know, don't cost $12.99 a pop. I'm saying... What the hell are you seasoning with? Did they pull this from the Himalayas?